Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Join now Bart Reed, our basketball connoisseur, and we've already got a question for you from our Asher Record Service Company, Life in Feedback. But if I can, Bart, let me catch up on some phone calls because yeah. we've had a couple of folks Please waiting. Do. So. Let's start with LSU Bob. Ooh, ooh. Hello, Bob. Hey, guys. I appreciate the show, man. I really enjoy it. It makes my ride home easier. Um, basically, the reason why I was calling is kind of continue on with what Trey's saying. Man, I, as a LSU fan, I can't help but feel bad for Coach Pittman. You know, you guys last season love him. You put him on a pedestal, and then this season you're calling for his head. Uh, you know, last couple seasons haven't been too glorious for you guys. And he's doing everything he can up there. If an LSU fan can root for the guy, I just I don't understand why these Razorback fans just can't stand him. I mean, the guy's doing yeah. everything he can with the talent uh, he has. So we, I, just, we would think I don't that, get it. You know? Bob, Bob, you're an LSU fan, right? Yes, sir. You don't get it. <laughs> When's the Some last time? When, you don't get it. When's the last time LSU's been happy with the coach three years in a row? Well, it's, I mean, it, it, it listen, just, I was no, following no, no. Coach O, and, and I'm completely guilty because I never thought we should have <laughs> gave Brian Kelly the money that yeah. we're giving him to coach. I thought it was going to be a complete wash of the season, and here I am with the biggest grin on my face, Correct. and he made me look like a fool, you know? But what but if next year I just, What if next year they're 7-5? and five? So, no, look, we're, we're with you. Criticism of Sam Pittman at this point is ridiculous, but it's, it's, the, it's the way things go. When you win, everybody loves you. If you lose a game, nobody does. If they don't get to a bowl this year, all of a sudden the, the taints off, you know, the, the roses off, the petals off the rose, and all that kind of stuff. That's the way it works. You got to win. But and and Pittman has done a great job. But that's all this is: is Arkansas fans, some of them, are reacting like fans everywhere in the SEC do when their teams don't yeah, meet their right. expectations. You're right about that. Just looking from an outside perspective, in I'm like, man, you guys got to. Compared to the seasons that you've had, y'all got to be happy with what you got, man. I I would totally agree with you. All right, I appreciate the show, guys. You bet. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Bob. But you're telling me an LSU fan doesn't understand dissatisfaction with a coach? <laughs> How quickly it can turn. <laughs> wow. And I Goodness. mean turn in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, it, right. it doesn't matter what program you're talking about. Yeah. Can you imagine the dissatisfaction that really is going on right now in Birmingham, Alabama? Or Tuscaloosa, yeah. Alabama. Yeah, because they've because, lost two. And Paul Feinbaum has declared that the Saban dynasty is over. Yeah. Now, what does he know? And, again, you'd have to say they lost a game. They were lining up to kick a field goal against Tennessee with 35 seconds to go. They would have won the game. Instead, they missed, and Tennessee kicked one, and they lost. LSU, they lost on a two-point conversion overtime. And the dynasty's over? Now, hey, for us, it'd be fine if it is. But, gee, Mani, I, I wouldn't jump quite so quickly on that. If Alabama yeah. fans you know, are just disgruntled, then, you know, they can go jump in a lake after all the success they've had. They're probably only going to win 9 or 10 this year. Golly, wow. It's too bad. You know, the one thing that upsets the average fan, I just think it's this. When you, when you had Brett Bielema and Sam Pittman, the one thing that we had with Bobby Petrino was that we never lost games that we were supposed to win. And I think that drives – 
fans completely insane when you're losing games that you're really expected to win. And that's, I think we got spoiled for a long time when Coach Petrino was here because every game we were favored, we won. The games that we lost were games that we probably should have lost against better competition. So I think if there's some way we could ooh, tighten up on a couple of those, I mean, Texas A&M, if we win that game, guys, it's probably a totally different season. I hate probably. to say that, but it's probably yeah. a totally different season. Yeah, totally right. That was a game Arkansas should have won. Well, and we've said this after every season and sometimes before the season for that matter. That is how – that is the difference, though, between a 9-4 and four season and a 6-6 six and six season. Yeah. Right. You've got two or three games every year that ultimately are going to go one way or the other. Yep. And last year – all those games went Arkansas's way. This season, yep. two of them have not gone Arkansas's way. Yep. So let's just say that both of those games are going Arkansas's way. What is the record then right now? If Arkansas had beat both A&M and Liberty, what would the record be right now? Well, it'd be, they'd have seven wins and what? Seven wins. Yeah, seven and two. Yeah. And two losses. Yeah, that, that'd be a big difference yep. in... It'd be the same record at LSU, and there'd be really something to play for. But no, no my yeah. point is that's yeah. that's that's that's, that's how, how this is. works that's every right. year. That's right. Every year. Oh, you're exactly right. And so this year, Arkansas has a field goal attempt hit across, hit the upright. That would have given them the lead with about a minute and a half to go. And then Liberty, they didn't make the two point conversion, which would have got them into overtime. So and could have won the game. And that's so you look at two plays. Now, you can look at a lot of other ones, too, but those two in particular kept Arkansas from being 7-2. and two. Well, okay. Yeah, two plays. There's a two-point conversion last year down in Miss. Oxford, Mississippi. Yeah, they didn't get it. If Arkansas converts there, they end the yeah. regular season 9-3. and three. That's right. And they then win the bowl game. Now they've won 10 games. Probably played in the Citrus Bowl instead of the Outback. Yeah. That's, right. I mean, that's, that's again – that's how close this all is. I mean, you so can... here's the here's the key: is this year get to a bowl game, okay? We've had that discussion before. All right, if they're six and six, that's okay. Get to a bowl game. Uh, that shows your program is still okay. It's not going to be as good as the Outback Bowl, but it's going to be a bowl game, and uh, they got to win one of the last three to do that. And none of them are going to be easy. And Athlon has right now Arkansas projected to go to the Texas Bowl. Well, if, they, if that's it, that's it. And Houston, that's a good bowl. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. For a Very good That's ball. Right. Be a nice right. finish. All right, Bart, let, let me give you one of these questions real quick from uh, sure. our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Uh, Cannon says, um, can Bart tell us the breakdown of the Razorback game? I guess that meaning the one um, against North Dakota State. I guess that's what they mean. Yep. What so is the three. difference between this week and last? So, Bart, before you do that, do you think these guys are going to be able to play a whole season if three guys get hurt in the first game? It doesn't. Listen, it doesn't. I, I don't know if. I think I'm hoping this is just a little stretch of bad luck here because I really don't think that a lot of these guys don't have not shown being injury prone past in their career. So I'm hoping that some of these injuries. I hope Nick. All this stuff kind of lines itself out because that's the one thing, guys. It's unpredictable that can really throw a loop in a season is injuries and you can't predict it and there's no way around it. It's part of the game, but certainly 
it can be disappointing, especially when expectations are so high. I think really if you look at this week versus last, so there's two things. One, you're at home versus away, and that's a big difference. But the turnover battle. Guys, you're talking about 24 turnovers versus 10, what the, the Razorbacks 11. had for the entire yeah. game. Right. So anything below 10 or 10 in that range, 10, 11, 9, that's great. Anything that gets really below that 7, 8, 6, that's almost perfection in the game of basketball. If they can stay around that 10 turnover mark, I think you're going to have uh, – any team's going to have tough time beating this Arkansas Razorback team. The other thing is the diversity in scoring, and I think it goes to Ricky Council's tremendous athletic ability that he can just do the things that he can do. And I've said the catalyst for this team this year is Trayvon Brazil because of what he can do inside and outside. When he plays well, we're going to be really hard to beat. But think about this. A 6'10 player went three for six for threes. We go four for ten the entire game. So our big, our four, stretch four slash five, hits three of the four three-pointers made in the game. And you cannot underplay Devo Davis' ability to get mid-range shots. Randy, we've talked about it at nauseum. Devo recognizes mid-range shots. He knows how to get to his spots, and he can knock those shots down. And it makes a big difference in the driving lane when he can drive and kick or drive and take that little 15, 16-foot jump shot. makes a big difference. Bart, I, I think, and you can agree or disagree, but I think the template was set, and I'm not sure how much that template will change if and when once Nick Smith is able to Actual, actually get out on the floor. And what I mean by that template is ground and pound. Sounds like football. But this was driving the ball to the basket. Uh, Ricky Council made a couple of acrobatic moves that, you know, are highlight stuff. But nevertheless, take the ball to the hoop, pound it. If need be, draw the foul, draw the contact, hopefully make the basket, then convert, uh, and then be very judicious in regards to, the shooting the three-point shot. You mentioned only ten threes in the game, and three of those made by Brazil. Yeah. Is that the template that you see for this team? And 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 I and I kind of threw that little teaser addendum in there, and that was yeah. concerning Nick Smith. Nick is expected to be the leading three-point shooter for Arkansas, but that was a pretty successful template uh, against North Dakota State. Now that may not work though against every opponent. Well, but Randy, it gives us something to think about because even if they're not making a ton, if one of those bigs is making that, it sure keeps that lane wide open for driving. And that's what we're on. Yeah, very good. All right, Bart, hang on. Got to take a break. Sergeant Johnson, we'll get to you coming out of the break. Cammie, hang in there. We'll get to you out of the break as well. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by Bart Reed, our basketball insider. Uh, let's, uh, Bart, before we head to Sergeant Johnson, your thoughts about uh, the template I was suggesting of yeah. how this might be the way that this Arkansas team will play this year. Yeah, I think any time that you can get, because we we talked about this, if Nick Smith gives us what we think he's going to give us, he's going to give us one to two three-point shots, maybe even three on a given night. If you get that type of performance, out of a specific spot as important as a stretch four or five where he's coming in at 50% and you have to honor that. That means on every high pick and roll, 
every corner shot, it stretches the court out. So even though the Razorbacks are not going to make 12 three-point shots a game, those four to five to six become invaluable because the court stays spaced out. Randy, you hit on it. To a football analogy, 28 for 57. We said the Razorbacks needed to take more shots. Well, guess what? They took less shots than their opponents, a lot less. But because of the efficiency, not just the field goals, they're shooting more two-point two field goals. It's how close they are in proximity to the rim and drawing contact. So it makes a huge difference. I think that is the formula. I think that's the template. I think he's going to stick with it. It's going to be that ground and pound, get close, finish, but you got to be able to make free throws, and we have to stay at least a threat to make those four to five to six three-point shots tonight. And I think the Arkansas Razorbacks are in good shape if they can do that. I love the ground and pound. Let's talk to Sergeant Johnson. Sergeant Johnson, good afternoon. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great, buddy. How about you? Well, it's a good day when uh, the Razorback football team, our, our, our floor has started to rise because a couple years ago we did, couldn't win a conference game, more or less than one or two of them. So our bottom is a little bit higher than what it used to be, which is nothing to be ultimately proud of, but you have to re- look back in perspective and understand where we came from. Good points. Um, yep. But I'm going to get off of that. The, the sad thing that I noticed um, – that the the World Series game, Houston against the uh, Astros against the Phillies, it was one of the most exciting baseball series I, I've watched in a while. And I'm not even a baseball fan. And the Astros won it, and nobody's talking about it. No outlets, no ESPN is is rarely on anything. And I think that's the issue with baseball at the current moment. Their marketability is falling uh, drastically. And I'm gonna hang up and listen to y'all on this one. Well, I've got the MLBA Network on right now, so you probably didn't know that this year's winners of the Hank Aaron Award are Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees and Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals. And I've got the sound down, obviously, but they've interviewed, they had an extensive interview with Goldschmidt, and right now they've got Judge on there. Here's what I was thinking about. You know, the uh, it used to be baseball was the biggest sport, and so the World Series captivated everybody's attention and all that. Um with football, and the reason the NFL is so big is because, and their marketing is amazing. It's amazing, no doubt about it, because they make this Sunday the biggest day in the history of the world <laughs> until next Sunday. When that Sunday's over, that was really big, but next Sunday is even bigger. And they build up and they build up and they build up to one game. They've got a whole week to promote their product. The charm of baseball, and the reason I love baseball so much, is you play it every day. So you're not going to get the same fireworks. Yes, you're going to get different guys doing different things each day, and uh, but but it's just getting through a season. It's a grind. It's a whole lot different. Uh, so when you get to the World Series, particularly as they've added playoff layers, it's you have to win more and more games to to win. That the uh, and you're right, Sergeant Johnson, particularly the 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 playoffs leading up to the World Series were really, really good. I mean, think about Houston wins the World Series. Their first game, they're down two runs in the in the ninth inning. And Alvarez hits a three-run homer to bring them all the way back to beat Seattle. And uh, you think of some of the other come-from-behind games. You think of Harper's eighth-inning home run that beat, uh, that beat uh, San Diego, that got them into the World Series. 
really exciting. But I think the dailiness of it, and then you think about, can they actually play a World Series game in three hours? No. So if they start at 7 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock, and then if you're like me, an idiot like me, I'm sitting there watching the interviews afterwards, and the next thing I know, it's midnight. And uh, you got to get up early the next morning. So I think those are some of the reasons. Now, how do you fix that? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know the answer to that. That was a long answer to a short question. Yeah, not much we can add to that one. Um, <laughs> this from our <laughs> this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Uh, William says, will Miles Slusher play this weekend? No. I'm not expecting him to. No, he's, already, he's been suspended for this game for sure. Uh, Lennon Sherwood says, Bart, seems like several, if not all, of the injuries so far this year have been ankles or knee injuries. Have they changed the brand or model of the shoes they are using? Just wondering if the shoes they are using are contributing to the injuries. Boy, have we heard that question before about the shoes. Yeah. Well, you do You do have one elbow injury, so let's let's be fair to elbows. Uh, they're not all knees yep. and ankles. There is one. I don't. I, yeah, I think that shoe would be hard to fit on the elbow. <laughs> you know, some of it is the, the shoes are different. I think if you if you look at it, I, I believe in a in a drop angle, in a traditional shoe, Randy, we used to wear was I think zero to six degrees, and now some of the like lower bronze, if you put them on, it feels like you're actually on a slope and it's 15 degrees, and your ankle's mm-hmm. not. I I don't know if any of that is true, but what I will say is that. Workload management is a big deal for these guys. They love to live in the gym. If you're going through consistent practice, you're playing games, ankles and knees, that stuff is going to happen. So I don't know if it's specific shoe-related. I think it's a lot of it's just the situation. But I think some of it really is managing that workload and making sure these guys are taking time off, getting off their feet when it's time to rest. And I don't think that – a lot of these guys are doing that. They're, they're caught up in the ground. They're taking so many shots. And I think if your body's durable, that's great. I think sometimes players are just not as durable, and I think these little type of injuries happen. Nick Smith will be a guy that lives in the gym constantly. So it's a workload management. Plus, some of these guys, it's scary to think they're still growing. They're getting they're still getting a little bit taller. So their bodies haven't settled in. They're putting on more. Randy, we talked about it, putting on more muscle. They're weighing more than they ever have before. Your body's not used to carrying that. It's a whole type of different issues that that, that they're coming into. Uh, I don't want to shorten J- uh, Cammy's time any more than than necessary, but I would uh, I'd love to add a few things to that. But Cammy, good afternoon. You have a question or comment hey, for Bart? Well, hey, actually, I, I I can be I can be very brief because it was about the shoes, but I was coming at it from a different angle with all the transfers and freshmen. Do we know if a number of them are playing in a different brand of shoe than they played mm. in at their previous school or high school? Sure. Yep. Good question. Yeah. And I think that's, that's that's a great question. I think your the answer to it is absolutely yes. You have these guys coming in. There's a lot of Adidas guys that are coming in, and now Arkansas is a Nike, Nike school, and you have that all over the country. And, listen, I don't want to downplay that because that is a big deal. If, you, if you've had anybody that, that it's almost cult-like in the pair of shoes that they wear, and a lot of it's the feel. It's not just the brand. It's the feel and how how it looks and all that stuff. But, yeah, absolutely. We're bouncing back and forth from all these different shoes that they're not used to. Thank you, Cammy. Always good to hear from you. Up next. 
the man himself, the legend, Coach Nolan Richardson. Bart, we will talk with you, Thank you. tomorrow. Now, tomorrow, yeah. All right, that's Bart Reed.